The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. From the pinnacle of the media landscape, this is Market Edge. Join your host, Larry Weber, as he discovers the answers from analysts, entrepreneurs, and technologists who are preparing the blueprints for the future of marketing. Hear from those who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Blogosphere. Now, please welcome your host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, chairman of W2 Group a global marketing services ecosystem organized to help chief marketing officers in their new role as builders of communities and content aggregators. Two W2 Group companies, Digital Influence Group and RacePoint Group, are leaders in social media marketing in both paid and unpaid media. Today I'll be talking about Ford and its social media strategy with Scott Monty, the global digital and multimedia communications manager for Ford Motor Company. As the head of social media, he is a strategic advisor on all social media activities across the company, from blogger relations to marketing support, customer service to internal communications and more, as social media has become integrated across several departments of Ford. Prior to joining Ford, Scott served as consigliere for CRAN and spent a number of years with PJ Advertising and Marketing in Boston. Scott has been featured in numerous news and business publications on a variety of podcasts and on national television. He is a recognized thought leader in the social media industry and frequently speaks at industry events. An active blogger and podcaster himself, Scott writes about the intersection of advertising and marketing and PR on the social media marketing blog and also authors the Baker Street blog, a literary undertaking. You can connect with Scott on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Scott Monty. Scott, it's great to have you on Market Edge. Larry, thanks so much for having me. Tell us a bit about your work with Ford from sort of 30,000 feet, just to get our audience a bit up to speed. Well, uh, it's an amazing time to be part of the automotive industry, certainly, yeah. uh, and particularly to be, to be part of Ford. Um, you know, we are uh, doing such a fantastic job of executing on a plan that we've had in place for the last three years or so, uh, and we are cranking out some amazing products, uh, and we've got a leadership team that really gets it and that's progressive. And for all those reasons, um, it's one of the – that, that kind of stands, uh, you know, the, the, the test of reason as to why I wanted to, to leave Boston and to join Ford Motor Company because I was so excited about the progress that this company was making and about its commitment to social media and how progressive it's been. So it's an absolutely exciting time for us to be uh, connecting those digital dots. So, hey, um, a side question on that. By the way, congratulations on Ford and social media. You guys are really standing out. And part of this question is I was out, I don't know, maybe – Two months ago, I was asked to speak at an all-day Google thing, uh, and uh, you know, most of the car makers were talking about analytics, 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 and I'm there talking about social media, and and it became clear that almost everybody but Ford was looking at social media as 
is almost traditional media that, gee, we can just buy ads on Facebook or LinkedIn or, you know, Twitter. And I'm like, no, no, you, you guys are missing the boat here. And, you know, the, the Ford guy stood up and, Larry, we agree. Why, why isn't all of Detroit getting this or all of the car makers understanding the importance of social media? Well, hey, we're pleased that we're the standouts there because that's what's <laughs> going to help us be successful, quite frankly. Um, social media is not the same as every other channel. Um, yeah. I'm actually speaking at an automotive news webinar uh, later this week um, that's specifically targeted at dealers. And I took a look at some of the presentations that are coming out of some of the consultants to dealers. And there was one, I, I, I wrote down a note here. They were trying to help dealers understand the old versus the new, and they put down newspaper, billboard, direct, uh, that the equivalent of those now is Facebook, Twitter, and RSS. And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 a thousand times no. You are not out there to sell. You are out there to build relationships, to provide value to people, and over time to create loyalty so that when they're ready, your brand is going to be more top of mind. And it, it's... You know, going out there and putting your inventory on Twitter is the digital equivalent of walking into a cocktail party, handing out your business card to everyone in the room, and then leaving. Yeah. It's just—it's not socially acceptable, and I think it's—it's going to take you know a long time uh, for some uh, of these folks to understand that the traditional methods do not translate into the social media world. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, one good example of that is the success you all have had with uh, the Ford Fiesta movement. Uh, seems to be a remarkable success. Uh, can you tell our audience what's happening with it now? And do you have a favorite video? And you know, what what are your learning learnings been from the whole uh, Ford Fiesta movement? Sure. Well, for those who don't know, the Fiesta movement is when uh, we took this this global car um, and we were. Uh, when we decided to, to truly make this a global car platform, it was already well along the development process in Europe, but we planned uh, about a year and a half after its debut in Europe to bring it to North America. Um, so we figured during that time we have an opportunity to build some buzz for the brand. And we, uh, we took a hundred of those European spec vehicles and we brought them over here to, to the United States and we put them in the hands of a hundred digital influencers. And we basically told them to do what they normally do, talk and chat and post videos and photos, whatever they wanted to do, and however they wanted to talk about our product, they were free to do so. And then, you know, you mentioned uh, in your introduction there, aggregation. I think that's a really, really powerful uh, theme and a powerful tool uh, for marketers to use. We took all of those 100 individuals' content streams and we aggregated them in a central place on FiestaMovement.com and let the public see them in real time. Uh, and it was remarkable because not only did it show uh, how confident Ford was in our product, and we had a good reason to be, but it also showed that we were comfortable letting people talk about it in their own words. In other words, we didn't have to, we didn't have to create a, you know, a 30-second spot or slick brochures for this. We let the people do the talking for us, and that's so much more authentic. Um, and we got so much great content out of that uh, that we're actually starting to integrate that into some of our marketing now as the vehicle is available in the States. Uh, one of my favorite videos was when 
one of our agents took a road trip to Utah to see the president and CEO of Blendtec, that guy that does the Willet Blend videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yep. they took a piece of boron steel out of the Fiesta to see if it would blend, and of course it didn't. And then they had a little <laughs> fun in the car afterwards with some running uh, digital footage in the background. So that was that was an interesting video that came out of the movement itself. But beyond that, what we did is we took about eight or nine standout Fiesta agents, as we call them, and we asked them as we moved into this launch phase of the vehicle to create, direct, and star in their own web videos. And we would pr provide the production uh, house for it. But essentially, they had creative control. And we got some, I think, some 17 or 18 videos out of them. And uh, my favorite one out of that, um, and they were tasked with kind of describing a couple of features of the vehicle. My favorite one out of that was one by the name of a, uh, by a guy by the name of Jonathan Nafaret, who made a video featuring zombies in which he demonstrated the, uh, the keyless entry and the keyless start uh, component of the Ford Fiesta. <laughs> and I've shown that at conferences and, and at talks and whatnot, and the audience... In, they, they roll in the aisles laughing, and it's amazing to think that Ford Motor Company would be using zombies in its marketing, but it's only because that's what our customers are telling us, and that's what our, you know, in co-creating some of this content with our customers, that's how it came about. And uh, this was all done sort of 18 months prior to being manufactured, right? That's right. It was. Uh, we, we actually had the opportunity while these North American uh, Fiesta agents had the car for them to give feedback on the European version to the engineering team so they could actually uh, implement a few changes before job one started uh, and they started the manufacturing process. So uh, well, it was a wonderful example of, uh, of customer feedback informing product development. Well, and you're being modest too. At least some of the numbers I have are it generated almost 7 million YouTube views, almost a million Flickr views, nearly 4 million Twitter impressions. And I think somebody uh, just passed me a note that uh, Ford set the Guinness World Record for the most attendees at a tweet-up uh, during the Fiesta Movement Awards celebration in West Hollywood last December. Is we that did. true? It, it is. It is true. Uh, we, we actually uh, we, we partnered with Guinness to make sure we'd have the – uh, the adjudication staff there, and um, we we hit I think almost 1,500 people uh, at that event. Can they still go to? Uh, can my listeners still go to FiestaMovement.com and you know follow uh, some they, of it? Or they can, uh, although the site has changed uh, since it first started. Uh, if you want to see the iteration uh, that originally existed when we kicked it off, you go to Chapter One. That's the number one Chapter One dot FiestaMovement.com. Um, otherwise, you can see exactly where we are with uh, with Fiesta now. Hey, uh, Ford, you guys have a presence on every major social me social media destination: Twitter, Facebook, Flickr, Scrib, Delicious. You know, we're starting to sort of use some of these together, and you know, you know, sort of integrating sort of a social presence. How do you view each of these individual? You know, and how do you view them as? working together from, from sort of your eagle's eye point of view here? Yeah, that's an interesting question, Larry, because I think it's important to, uh, to have a presence where the masses are. You know, I mean, we obviously don't want to spend too much time on networks that aren't 
either useful or, or generating a lot of traffic. Uh, and we want to be where the most people are. But at the same time, I think we want to be able to, uh, you know, uh, combine them together in a way that presents our information in a, in a comprehensive way. So, for example, um, we do a lot of work uh, over on the FordStory.com. Uh, that's become kind of our social media hub, so to speak, a place where we can tell stories about ourselves and our customers can tell stories about us as well, the Ford in their life. And that's where we've got all of our, or most of our uh, uh, Facebook pages, and Twitter accounts, and YouTube channels, etc., all listed in, in a, a directory there, Ford, Ford on social networks. And usually on, on any given page where there's a piece of content, maybe about the Mustang or about the new Taurus, the appropriate Twitter feed or Facebook page, uh, for the most part, will come up with that uh, vehicle so that you're seeing other contextually relevant posts on different networks kind of all in one place. And we fully recognize that people are going to go off to these places, but we want to actually give them some visibility into what some of the other content is that they can, uh, they can partake in out there. And which do you see as one of the more emerging of, of all these? Do you think they're all going to be just get stronger, Twitter, Facebook, Flickr, Scrib, Delicious, et cetera, or is, is Facebook really lapping these other, these other groups? Well, I think, I think Facebook has come a long way in a very short period of time. Certainly they are a major player now. Yeah. Um, I think they still have, uh, still have a, a ways to go in terms of, hammering down some of their privacy uh, policies and particularly the way they communicate uh, their changes uh, to their customer base. I think that's been a little bit uh, heavy-handed so far. Right. Um, but the the Facebookization of the web, if I can coin a term there, is, is happening. You know, we're yep. seeing the open graph integrated into many, many sites. And we actually, we, we experimented a little bit as we revealed the Ford Explorer uh, last month, we wanted to do it in a very different way because it's a very different uh, SUV. Uh, we, we totally reinvented the vehicle from the ground up, so we decided not to reveal it at an auto show. We are going to reveal it in nine cities uh, on, the, on a single day and on Facebook. And as we thought about how to drive attention to Facebook, there were a lot of different tactics that we took in the lead-up to it, but on the day of itself, we did a digital ad buy across the web, and those ad buys included a learn more button that would take you to FordVehicles.com to learn about the Explorer. And there was another button on the other corner of the ad that took you, it was a like button, and it took you directly to the Explorer page on Facebook. Now, even though we didn't integrate the like functionality into that box, and we were pushing to do that, um, I think that's more of what you're going to see. As Facebook becomes more common, and as everybody's mother gets a Facebook account, everybody's grandmother at this point, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's easy to use. It's fairly easy to understand. I think we're going to see more and more of Facebook pushing the envelope. Now, I think there's still room for niche players. Um, you talk about, uh, for example, um, uh, location-based services like Foursquare. I think they do extremely well with the game psychology behind location-based services. 
And tomorrow, Facebook could turn on its geolocation figures and challenge Foursquare, but I don't think they necessarily have it down to the same way that, uh, that Foursquare has it at this point. So right now, I see the niche players doing a very good job uh, kind of teasing out the functionality of each of their services. Um, and you know, going forward, it, it could be anybody's game as to how this rolls out. Google could get involved and, and bring all their disparate parts together and really challenge Facebook, too. So, you know, we constantly, as, as, as marketers, we constantly have to be watching the space and monitoring and being ready to, to jump whenever something big is happening. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to watch Google. We can talk about that more in the second half. But, you know, uh, the whole idea of social search, I think, is going to be, you know, increasingly interesting to watch. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, we're going to take a short commercial break right now. Uh, stand by. We'll be right back with Scott Monty of Ford and more of the conversation. Market Edge will continue in just a moment. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (coughs) Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E-Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. From the pinnacle of the marketing landscape, we now return to Market Edge. Once again, here's your host, Larry Weber. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and I'm here today with Scott Monty, Global Digital and Multimedia Communications Manager for Ford Motor Company. And uh, we've been talking about Ford, social media strategy, sort of the new platforms. Hey, a technical question uh, for our marketers, Scott. How do you guys analyze, uh, you know, all this stuff that you're doing, the consumer interaction with all this content and, and the ROI of 
producing the content. I mean, you know, you must have the se- the typical senior guys and 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 women at the at the big organizations saying, "All right, this looks pretty good, but can you measure this and and tell me how it's working for us?" Yeah. Well, it, it's a it's a great question. I think ROI is on the tip of everyone's tongue these days. Um, and the way we do it is um, all of our social media efforts are completely aligned with our communications and marketing objectives. So we're not kind of off there doing our own thing. We're assisting and amplifying a lot of what's already going on. Um, and from that perspective, it can make it a little difficult to measure because you can't necessarily uh, call it out as its own unique influence. We certainly could with the Fiesta movement. Uh, you, you saw the statistic there, and actually that led to uh, a 58% uh, level of awareness of this vehicle before it even got to the market which is higher than some of our vehicles that have been in the market for two to three years. So, you know, already that was a, that was a major step. And it's translated into, you know, tens of thousands of, uh, of, of uh, reservations online for the vehicle. So from that perspective, that particular project was very measurable. Now, when we do other social media initiatives, uh, we typically look for you know, kind of a pre and post uh, analysis of where we were and then where we ended up. So it could mean in terms of brand awareness or, uh, you know, level of, uh, you know, positive, negative, neutral sentiment about the brand. Um, we could certainly measure impressions, uh, you know, much like you, you mentioned with the Fiesta movement there. We can, we can call them out like that. But I think it's important to note that, we measure our social media efforts on a project-by-project project or campaign-by-campaign uh, campaign basis rather than kind of measuring social media overall as a practice. Hey, going back just to Facebook for a second, you know, you have consumers and brand advocates creating content and pages about Ford, many of whom provide feedback or opinions about the company's products and campaigns. Tell us a little bit about some of the content generated by by consumers that has helped Ford evolve their marketing strategy overall. Um, you know, and and when consumers provide feedback, uh, you know, about Ford via social platforms, how do you respond or close the loop with them? Well, one of the most uh, <clears throat> immediate ways of doing that, I think, is um, you know on sites like Facebook and Twitter. And we're pretty tightly engaged with our, our, our customer service division there. Uh, so people are getting routed into the right system in order to uh, make themselves heard. Uh, and we absolutely share with our our, our marketing team, whether it's uh, the digital marketing team or the product marketing and, and uh, development guys, um, the feedback that we're getting from uh, uh, from customers could be a glitch on a website, could be I didn't like how a certain radio commercial sounded. You know, we we hear all sorts of things, um, and and having lots of sets of eyes and ears out there that are watching and, and listening for this kind of stuff is really important. I think where we need to go next is how we start to institutionalize some of this and to really build it into the process. And we started uh, down that path a little bit in a section of the Ford story called Your Ideas, where we actually are asking people to submit their ideas for what they'd like to see in Ford vehicles. And we've done it in a very open and transparent way so that um, 
you know, it, it's not one of these uh, sites that was created by uh, the legal department that's just a black hole that you never see your idea again. It's actually a site where people can vote things up and down, and we can actually see the power of influence and the power of the crowd as, uh, as they stress test an idea. And then we feed that into the product uh, marketing team so they can actually take it back and uh, match it up with their needs. You know, Scott, a couple of years ago, Ford was in sort of a, you know, sort of a tough way, and they brought in a new CEO, and things have really turned around for you and the brand. And, you know, how much internally and from your opinion has credit been given to, you know, the openness, the transparency, and, and the use of social media uh, to impact the what I might call the new Ford brand? Well, uh I think social media is just one symptom of uh, the, the larger transparency that's going on at Ford Motor Company. You know, uh, when, when Alan Mullally came here, uh, as you referenced, from Boeing, uh, he had a very similar uh, kind of management style at Boeing, uh, very non-confrontational, uh, very open, um, but uh, ultimately holding people accountable for results. And uh, we've got what's called the One Ford Plan. Uh, or the One Ford Mission, where we all know we're one team working on one plan toward one goal. And uh, nobody kind of uh, places blame around here. They just they look for a way to get things done. And they talk about, uh, you know, challenges and successes uh, equally uh, in an open fashion. And I think that that culture is becoming more and more pervasive at Ford. And when you think about it, Social media and the adoption of these new technologies really isn't about the tools. It's not about the technology. It's not about the tools. It's about culture change and the ability for especially a large global organization to culturally get it is fundamentally, uh, I think, at the root of our success. Cool. You know, um, one area I'm looking at for my new book, Everywhere, is... Social media might have come in, Scott, through the marketing door, but it's now impacting, you know, everything like we just talked about before, the, you know, product development to, you know, how you recruit people, et cetera. So sort of two questions. Uh, you head up social media efforts at Forbes, but a lot of departments are starting to have their fingers in the social media pie, so to speak. How do you coordinate efforts internally? That would be question one. And two, how does Ford make use of social media internally itself? You know. Excellent, excellent questions. Uh, some that we're grappling with as, as we speak. Um, you know, I think we've necessarily had a lot of success externally uh, just because of the way the market has gone and the way we've needed to um, adapt and respond accordingly. But at the same time, that success is not going to be very long-lived if we don't have uh, the internal structure and support and a sustainable plan to move us forward. Um, and, and that's one of the things we're actually in the middle of right now. Uh, we're about to launch a social media resources center uh, for all of our employees who wish to know about social media. This, this whole notion of external success um, really uh, begins to, to hit home when we get employees asking about it for their own departments and their own purposes, 
And we yeah. absolutely want to have a central place for them to go where they can say, okay, I see what Ford's social media guidelines are. I see um, what some of the what, what the overarching strategy for the company is. I see some of the, the regional successes and, and e- even global successes that Ford has had externally. And now I'm ready to take that and move on, uh, you know, on my own. So we've got that kind of sharing and resources center set up. And then in addition, uh, we've got uh, kind of a, a, I don't want to sound too, uh, like, like it's too hierarchical, but basically a governance process. Um, because we realize that social media doesn't sit in any one department, because lots of people have different interests in it, we wanted to create a, uh, an operating group, so to speak, that could, uh, could come together on a regular basis and talk about uh, challenges faced or issues raised or best practices and that we could all go back into our respective organizations and be able to uh, to educate each other on that. So, you know, we've, we've started to put some structure around it without there being an actual social media organization within Ford Motor Company. Hey, Scott, because of your, you know, big social following and you know, you've sort of established yourself as a personality like a few of us in this whole social media scene. How do you think brands go about distinguishing themselves from individuals in this whole, uh, as we look toward the future, you know, uh, uh, the maturing of social media? Well, I, I think it's going to be something that we continue to grapple with because this is it's kind of a new area for us. But at the same time, it's not. You know, I mean, think back to some of the, uh, like the star CEOs that have been out there, Jack Welch, and certainly Steve Jobs, um, people that are completely associated with their company. Well, at some point, there's a separation of the individual and the company, you know, when they, when they move on to another opportunity, when they retire, et cetera. And there's, there's no question that each uh, while associated, each benefits from the other. Um, and, and I think it's very difficult to draw the line between the individual and the company. And now I think we're going, going to have to start uh, observing that and, and making way for it at a lower level than at the C-suite, um, for better or for worse, right? But ultimately, you know, we at Ford Motor Company want to make sure that, again, we have a sustainable process that lives beyond a single individual or beyond a single department even so that this is a practice that can get ingrained into the organization and that so people have permission to uh, engage as appropriate and so that we've got a, a program that will withstand the test of time. How many years do you think it'll take, and I, I use these are Larry Weber's words, I think that there's going to be a competitive advantage to companies that truly define themselves as a social enterprise. I think Ford is well on its way. Do you think it'll take more than three years, or do you think it really is going to be accelerated over the next year or two? Well, I would like to think that it would be accelerated. I think the thinking will be accelerated, but I'm not necessarily certain that the systems will be accelerated to meet that thinking. And the reason I say that is because in a large enterprise, um, it's really difficult to move quickly or or to be totally agile uh, with your systems um, to keep up with uh, current thinking. And 
I think we've absolutely got an IT department and a CIO who uh, are forward-thinking, but there's just the, the laws of reality are going to keep us grounded in, um, you know, a little bit of, of, of cycle time delay uh, in that. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to look for workarounds and for efficiencies wherever we can. Uh, my last fun question, and maybe idea of the day, Scott, when's Ford going to have a digital uh, or virtual punt, pass, and kick contest? <laughs> I'm sorry, a virtual what? Punt, pass, or kick contest. <laughs> well, uh, I think we could get working on it pretty soon. <laughs> All the gaming stuff seems to be of interest to people. So. It does. Well, you know, it's it's funny because we've got uh, some individuals on our digital marketing team that are specifically looking at the mobile market and at the gaming uh, community. And, right. you know, I mean, we, we people say, who's, who's your target audience at Ford Motor Company? And, you know, half-jokingly, we say, well, people who drive. <laughs> it's a pretty broad uh, spectrum. And uh, like it or not, uh, the, the gamers do get out of their parents' basements from time to time. And they absolutely, I think gaming psychology alone is something that is going to be more and more prevalent in marketing and is just fascinating from a sociological standpoint to watch it play out, whether you're talking to gamers themselves or to just human beings uh, in general, uh, to understand what makes people tick and what motivates them. That's going to be the secret sauce. It's going to help us uh, all succeed at uh, marketing efforts moving forward. Well, Scott Monty, uh, Global Digital and Multimedia Communications Manager for Ford Motor Company, and what a true leader you've stepped up to be in uh, the social media world. I thank you for that. My audience thank you for that. And thanks for being on Market Edge. Thank you, Larry. It's really kind of you. Pleasure to be here. And thanks, everyone in the audience, for listening to today's conversation. Be sure to visit webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon on any Tuesday Eastern Time to tune in to the new episodes of Market Edge. This is Larry Weber. Thanks so much for being with us. Bye-bye.